Acts chapter 10 real quick. And I want to talk about something this morning. I want to talk about what is clean and what is unclean. Okay? I've been reading through the book of Leviticus. And the book of Leviticus gives a lot of information on, you know, uh, dietary eating and uh or, 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 you know, uh, uh, holy living and, you know, if, uh, even if you would touch a dead body. And I don't want to go into all You had to be unclean because that body, has, you don't know what it died of. There's a lot of things Leviticus gives. And a lot of that is basically God's talking about what is clean and what is unclean. Now, in the book of Acts, I'm fixing to read to you. Uh, Peter was ordered by God. To go to a place, or, or to, a, he's a satirian, what his name is Cornelius. He was, a, he was the captain of the Italian band. What I mean, he, he didn't play instruments. He was just a, a satirian. He, plays, he, he had a group of soldiers under him. But he was unclean, Brother Lawrence. <laughs> and God gave Peter a dream, and he went to this certain house of Simon the Leopard. He went to this house, and... And, and, and Peter went on the roof. You ever read that? If you read the book of Acts, Peter went and he, and he after supper, he went on the roof and he, he went and he got in a trance. He, he started, and he saw a sheet coming down from, from heaven. Like, and he said inside of that sheet, they had all kinds of unclean animals, which was forbidden on the Jewish law for you to eat. Now, if you go back and you study Paul's writings, there are things we can eat now that you couldn't have ate back then. Because Paul made it very clear, there's nothing unclean of itself. And under the new covenant, you could eat crawfish, catfish, thank God. <laughs> you know, you could, you could eat shrimp, Lawrence, which would have been forbidden. Uh, but Peter had saw the sheet and had all these unclean animals, or you know, beasts, or whatever you call them. And the Lord said, Peter, my God. Take it and eat it. <laughs> oh, you know, Peter being the religious Jew he was, backed up and said, no, no, Lord. Nothing common or unclean has ever come in these lips. You know? Because he was trying to uphold that Levitical law where it talks about certain animals and, you know, you couldn't eat. But let me read this to you. And Peter's in this, this vision and, and, he looked, and the Lord looked at Peter and he said this in verse uh, 15. And I mean, I want you to picture this. He's on a roof. He's on, he's on a roof. And all of a sudden, God speaks to him and shows him this vision, you know, of these unclean animals in a sheet coming down from heaven. And he's seen this stuff. And being a religious person, Peter was, and I'm, 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 I'm relating it back to you again because I want you to get the picture of and he saw these things and he said, he said, uh, the Lord said, take it and eat it. What was in that sheet? Could have been a, a, a buzzard. Could have been a, a, you ever had a buzzard burger? Nobody would even think about it. It doesn't register, right? <laughs> but you would eat a crawfish burger or you eat a catfish uh, burger. Or, you know, we, we, we as Cajuns learn to adapt. <laughs> but there are people in this country Thinks we think we're strange because we eat mud bugs. They say, how in the world can they eat a, something that crawls out of the dirt? <laughs> no, seriously, you know, and, and for us, it's nothing. You know, we, we, we love the stuff. But for other people, they consider it dirty, right? <laughs> then Peter, <laughs> and I want you to get him in a minute. He's looking at this thing. He said, wait a minute. You know, there might have been crawfish in that thing. <laughs> might, have been, might have been, you know, you don't know. And he's looking at this, and all of a sudden, that religious spirit came up. Mm -hmm. I'm preaching good on you. I would never do what they do. I would not eat what they eat. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. I would never touch that stuff. I'm a Jew, Lord. I'm a Baptist. I'm a Catholic. I'm a, I'm a Methodist. I would never do what they do. 
No, I'm full gospel, not Pentecostal. Never do what they do. Watch, I'm telling you something. I've learned something from this. Don't never call common what God has cleansed. I don't care where they come from. I don't care what background they've been. I don't care what bed they've been sleeping in. When God cleanses, they're clean. Come on, Jesus. So he's telling Peter this in verse uh, 15. And a voice spoke to him again in the second time. What, what God has cleansed, do not call common or unclean. Right? You're reading it in Acts? What God has cleansed, do not call unclean. Well, you don't know what kind of family he comes out of. I don't care. That don't bother me one bit. You don't care. They've been running with the devil for 50 years. I don't care what they've done. You understand what I'm saying? My God, listen. God is the cleanser. God is the purifier. He's the sanctifier. And when God cleans something, it is as clean as anything else that is clean, right? It's clean. God has cleansed something, never call it unclean. You know, Paul had, I said earlier, Paul was talking about the very same subject. They were talking about what to eat and, you know. Paul said, you don't judge a man by what he eats. To him, it is clean, right? You don't judge a man by what kind of, and the whole thing was about what kind of food to eat. You know, us Jews, we eat just clean stuff. We don't eat buzzard burgers and possum livers and, like Granny says, and pickle crow gizzards. We don't eat that stuff. <laughs> we don't eat them old crawfish, mud-sucking things that come out the ground. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but when you start judging a man by what he eats, listen, I have no problem saying if a man is an alcoholic, he's a drunk. The Bible said, no drunkard shall see the kingdom of heaven. But if a man wants to eat pickled possum noses, that's his business. I can just throw in that. Whatever, whatever it might be. Paul said, whatever you give thanks for, if it's to be received with thanksgiving, it's good. Right? But being reading, <laughs> reading the book of Leviticus is not only dealing with, and I've been reading it, Food, it talks about, and I can get a little personal about, you know, who you're supposed to be married to and who you're sleeping with. And, you know, let not a man lay with a man. Is a lie with a woman. It's an abomination. God hates homosexuality. I'm not talking about the, the person. I'm talking about the sin. Bible says you don't lie with certain individuals. If you're not married to them, it's a sin. I didn't write that. Come on, somebody. Somebody say amen or ouch or something. I didn't write that. It's unclean. And there was some pure, fair things like, like, like women that did it. You know, I don't get too personal, but they, they have their time of the month and stuff. They weren't allowed to, to interact even with their husbands till that time, and they had to be uh, considered unclean again. You know what I'm saying? So they had to wait seven days. And there were so many things. I don't want to get off into all that. I'd, I'd be here till a week to, to, to figure out. What is clean and what is unclean, okay? God is a cleanser. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm going to show you something this morning. When does sin become not sin? Never. <laughs> Listen, brother. People say, well, you can't say that. We make people feel like they're sin conscious. It is still sin. Sin will be overcame one day when Jesus comes back to set his rule and reign upon this earth one day where we won't have problem with it anymore. When you get to heaven, if the Lord comes back or don't come back before you die, there's no sin in heaven. There's no pride in heaven. There's no lust in heaven. There's joy forevermore, worship of God. 
never to see death again, never to see sickness, never to see defeat. Everything that is good and pure and just and honest is in heaven, right? Somebody say amen. amen. But we're not there yet, right? So you have to discern or decide what is not clean and what is clean. You see, that's still in effect in some ways. See, the law, the, 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 the uh, ceremonial law of the temple and all this has been done away with. I heard people say, we got to keep the Sabbath. Okay, you're going to have to go to Jerusalem, find a temple, which is not there. You're going to have to find a, uh, a certain a priest, which is a Levi, and you're going to have to sacrifice a goat or a sheep, and you're going to have to do it all. Listen, I've read the Leviticus. I can't do it, Lawrence. <laughs> There's no way I can get on an airplane every time I sin and go to Jerusalem and offer up a sheep to a temple that's not even there. No, there's no function in, you know, it's going to happen again because during the tribulation period, it's going to rise up again. But for right now, there's no way to do it. If we sin, our sacrifice is Jesus. And it's already been paid, right? Yeah. <laughs> you better, amen, hallelujah, amen. Thank God. Because <laughs> I don't own no goats. Maybe large, you got to go <laughs> cheap or something. <laughs> but no, <laughs> I don't own none of that stuff. I'm in bad shape, brother. <laughs> <laughs> And you had to offer it a certain way. They had to, they, I don't want to confuse you. Just listen to a little bit of this morning. I'm not going to keep you that long. You had to go in and a priest had to take his finger, I mean, and dip his finger in the goat's blood and, 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 and they put it on the, on the right ear of the priest and on the, on the thumb of the right thumb. And it had to be all done in line, which I can't remember half. Or even a quarter of what was. And it had to be done in a certain way where God wouldn't accept it if it wasn't. Right? Somebody said, thank God for Jesus. <laughs> and, 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 and you see all of that stuff. And I said, well, first of all, I noticed when I was reading that, how does God, his seriousness about sin. When, we, when I see that, I said, how complex and evil is sin for God to honor the Old Testament people to offer all the, I mean, thousands of sheep, right? I mean, they offered it daily. And all I got to do is say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I need to be saved. That's what it took. What they were striving for day after day, year after year, and it went for century after century. I did it in one simple prayer. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? One simple confession. They were trying to obtain it, and I did it in one confession. Now you stop a minute and meditate on that a little while. How powerful is our conversion? How powerful is our salvation? How powerful is the blood of Jesus? And what he did at Calvary. He cleansed me. I still have a long way to go. I'm growing every day, but I'm not what I was. Not even close. I've been cleansed. I've been washed with one simple prayer. Now, I'm going to say it again. I want you to register. It took them year after year, Brother Lawrence. year they had to come, Kevin, and offer the same sacrifice over and over, day after day, how many sheep and goats that died, I don't know. But it never took away their sin. All it done, Ray, was cover it for another year. Now, if, 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 if uh, uh, and I want you to listen to me, if a, if a man or a woman was considered unclean, they had to go through a ceremonial cleansing. And they had to offer, if they couldn't afford a goat, they would bring a turtle dove or a pigeon. And they would bring that. And again, till the priest 
announced them cleansed, they were unclean. That priest was a shadow of Jesus, right? Till the priest said, you're, you, 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 you're right. Man, I was reading the list of leprosy. When a man would get leprosy, man, it'd blow your mind. The things, if, if, if he had leprosy, they had to shut him out of, the, out of the camp for so many days. And he had to come back. And he had, the priest had to look at his, his wound. And that's a symbol of sin. Leprosy is a symbol of sin. And the priest had to come and say, well, you've had that. You still got that. So you got to go back. Not you. <laughs> but when, 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 when we do that with the Lord, when we do that with the Lord Jesus looks at you, you haven't truly repented, brother Al. I'm just brother Al. <laughs> you, there, there, there's still leprosy. There's still sin there. So I can't cleanse you till it's gone. I can't pronounce you clean. Which was, leprosy was a, a type of a, a, a sin. It was, it, was, it was a symbol of sin. Not necessarily a sore, but the leprosy represented sin. But till they were considered clean by the priests, they couldn't come back into the camp. And the priest is always a shadow of Jesus. Listen, you can say, I'm a religious person. I don't care. If you're not clean, you're lost. Well, I'm a pastor. I'm a, I'm a, I lead the worship. I, I sing in the choir. I, I read my Bible 50 days a week. Sister, <laughs> I don't care. Till the Lord pronounces you clean, you're lost. Right? Oh, boy. Brother, I should have stayed home today. <laughs> no, it's seriously. Jesus is the one. To say, I'm clean. You're clean. Well, if I, and another, listen, going to church is wonderful. You need to be reading your Bible, prayer. That's all great. That's all you need to do. But when you say, I'm cleansed because I do a certain thing, no, you're not. It's, it's, it's a door open to where you can be clean. But if Jesus examines your leprosy and says, it's still there. My God, come on, Holy Ghost. The sin is still there. I know people on the internet is going to hear this. They might get mad. If you're still lusting in your heart, if you still commit adultery, if you're still lying and cheating, you ain't saved. And if you are, praise God, you're going to go to change. Because God's not going to let you rest. You understand what I'm saying? He's going to look at you and say, finally, Yvette, you're clean. Lanny, you're clean. Mom, you're clean. All of us. All of us. <laughs> This is wasn't this is this is wasn't the way I was planning it to go. <laughs> Till he says you're clean, you're clean. When he says you're clean, he says, "Okay, now you can go back and do all you was doing." No, he don't say that, <laughs> right? Let me read this to you. <laughs> Mark, verse seventeen says, "Therefore, this is G. This is Paul writing this. Come out from among them." And be ye separated, says the Lord. Do not touch. Come on, Holy Ghost. You're clean now. Don't go back and touch the thing that made you unclean in the first place. That's what it says. He says, separate yourself from what made you unclean. You get what I'm saying? He says, separate yourself. Don't touch the unclean thing because if you do, you'll be unclean. Now, this is the New Testament. And if you go back and you back it up to the Old Testament when I was talking in Leviticus, let me tell you something. You don't want to read Leviticus. If you stop and read it, oh, you feel like getting saved all over again. But, but remember, the Levitical law has, has died under the Old Testament. Not the, not, the, not the cleansing law. Like to say, and we use it as a Jesus being our high priest. If Jesus says you're clean, then you're clean. If he says you're not clean, you're not clean. How am I going to find out? Only examine your own heart. Question your life and examine it according to, make your life fit this book. Understand what I'm saying? If, if, if what you're doing is a sin, it's going to tell you. Then Jesus is going to say, well, you know what? I love you, and, and, and you repented of a lot of things, but you need to get rid of this. It's, it's dirty. It's, it's unclean. 
And I am for all saved by grace, not of works, lest any man should boast. I, we need it. That's, that, that is the gospel. But as long as I allow uncleanliness in my life, why would Paul say this? Touch not. Go ahead and finish reading for me. And then King James. I have a new King James. Verse 17. Six. Oh, so before the Lord receives you, you have to be separate from that is what is unclean, right? Now listen, there is nobody in the Old Testament other than Jesus ever kept the whole law. No way. There's nobody that wasn't guilty, even Moses, whom the people presented as, as a God almost. Moses defied God when he struck the rock twice. Remember that story? Which that rock was Jesus. It was a symbol of Christ. There's nobody in the Bible from the beginning to the end that has never touched uncleanness. You know what I'm saying? David, a man after God's own heart, took a man's wife and had him killed. And try to hide it. But God caught up with him. But David wrote in Psalm 52, Lord created me a clean heart. Restore, you know, restore the joy of my, you know, and it goes on and he's praying, David is broken. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Creating me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. David is praying this. King David, the mighty King David. But he touched something that didn't belong to him. Oh, he's the king. He can get away with it. No, he can't. There's not a person in this room, if you're in sin today, and living defiant against God's word, God will catch up with you. If it's me or you or anybody else. What is unclean in our life, that's the first thing he's going after, Brother Lawrence. You understand, Bilal? You understand, Kevin? All y'all in Ray, all back there. He's going after the very first thing that is sin in your life. And he's going to find it. It's not a game we're playing here, praise God. This stuff is real. This, to, to, to get away from Christ and serve Satan, you're going to hell. Without being cleansed. Right? That's the preaching, huh? But it's the truth. I didn't make this stuff. I, I didn't write this book. I want you to turn with me. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 21. Then after that, I'm just going to quote to you for the sake of time, okay? Colossians. You know what the Lord told me? He said, son, you preach my word. Right? He said, preach the word. Don't preach opinions of some other preacher. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. Don't preach what somebody else thinks. Preach the word. Be instant in season, honesty. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. Listen, listen, I've been in some tough battles. I've gotten rebuked. Listen, listen, I've got some stuff said to me I didn't like. You know what? Most of the time it was true. Because my pride didn't want to. You got what I'm saying? My, my lady, I'm there. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big shot in the church, man. How dare that preacher expose me or somebody. You know what? saying there is something God will put you in the spot if you don't want to give it up you ought to listen to me if there's something unclean in my life he's going to catch up with me and he with all of his grace and love and mercy listen to me praise God God doesn't desire that no man perish he wants you in the kingdom with him he wants you saved and sealed to the day of redemption he wants you secure and locked up in him. We're not locked up, tangled up. Whatever that song goes. <laughs> Tied up in Jesus. He wants you there. And he says in verse 21. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> not even tapped up right or whatever. Right? <laughs> I don't know how the people are talking. <laughs> like them young people said, man, you need to be cooled down or washed down. I don't know how many people talk. Shake it on down, whatever. 
<laughs> hey, God. <laughs> you know, at one time, you know, being cool means not hot. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, chill down or whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't start with me. <laughs> you know, at one time, gay men happy? <laughs> yeah. Now it means something else. <laughs> we better. <laughs> okay. Somebody say, I'm praying for you, brother. <laughs> That's one that knows me. I can't run from her. But I said we was going in. Colossians chapter 2. Uh, I said, did I read 2 Corinthians? Yeah, you did. Colossians chapter 2, verse, and I want to say verse 21. Now watch. This is a part. <laughs> Listen, you know you hear something and somebody says, well, that's your interpretation. You know, that's what you think. Well, let me tell you what the Bible says. Tell me how clear is this to you? And how can you interpret it? Do not touch. <laughs> do not taste. Do not, do not handle. <laughs> but wait, what does that mean? Because if anything is unclean, do not taste. Do not touch. Do not handle it. Right? What, what, be, what is he saying? Don't go around it. Don't embrace it. Don't, don't say it's good. Don't say what God calls evil and call it good. It's still sin. It never changed. Stay away from it. Hi, Boogie. <laughs> He's sitting there. He's sitting there back there. <laughs> don't go around. Taste, do not, don't, do not touch it, do not taste it, not, don't handle it. And I'm going to tell you something, praise God. They got a lot of Christians who are touching things they're not supposed to be touching. They're handling things they're not supposed to be handling. And they're going places where they're not supposed to go. That don't mean you live in a prison. You, listen, I want to get myself clear. Because a lot of people think that, well, we got to go to our house and live in a box. And that's not what I'm talking about. You go and you work on your job. You go to Walmart. You go to wherever. And you, go, you travel. And you know that, that you're going to meet up with the unclean. I can guarantee you 100% you're going to meet up, go to Walmart, and see how them people dress in them stores. You're going to know something ain't right. Now, I can say, listen, this is sin, and I'll pray for that person. But I can say, wow, baby. Oh, man. Oh, wow. You know, you, you get what I'm talking about? Wait, wait, you know, wait, did we went in the store? My wife, listen, there's a lady said, she came by, boy, boy, you sure are handsome. And my wife said, yeah, he's mine too. Wait, I think she probably was drunk. <laughs> no, the lady. <laughs> oh, boy. You got to stop being a comedian, brother. Don't touch, don't handle, don't taste. Close your Bible. Now, I'm just going to paraphrase, okay? <laughs> clean or unclean? Do you know what it is? Do you know what's unclean? That defies, defiles you and def separates you from God? To know what is clean is to know what the Spirit of God is. You get what I'm saying? God is clean. God is just. God is holy. God is righteous. Right? Now, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. In my life, as a believer, I'm constantly examining. There's things about me I don't like. Okay? But I'm not going to sit there and say it's right. I'm going to have to go back to this book. And I'm going to say, my life has to line up with this book. If God calls it clean, it's clean. If God calls it unclean, it's unclean, right? 
Did I tell you? Where did I tell you to go? <laughs> oh, yeah, close your box. <laughs> Thank God you all ought to, to straighten me out. This is a verse in Job. Listen to this. And I'm, I'm just going to read what I wrote down. Par I'm just paraphrasing because you have to write, I mean, the whole, the whole book. Chapter 14 of Job, verse 4 says, Who can bring a clean thing? Listen to this. From an unclean thing. <laughs> right. Who can, who can take the unclean and make it clean? Jesus. But he's talking about us. How can you take something that is clean out of something that is unclean? Well, Jesus does it every day when he saves a soul, right? But for us, you can't take the unclean and make it clean. It's dirty. It's unclean, right? You get what I'm saying? We can't take something that God defies and hates and call it righteous. You get what I'm saying? Like the issue of homosexuality. People are going about, they have preachers and, and letting, they say it's okay now. No, it's not okay. Brother Lawrence, you can't take what is unclean and make it clean. You can't get cleanliness out of uncleanliness. You can't take sin and make it not sin. Got it? See, the sin or it's not. But you're too narrow-minded. <laughs> what you? That's what. That's what the Bible says. In the last day, they're going to call evil good and good evil. They're going to call the thing that God defies, and they're going to call that righteous. They call it what was righteous, and they're going to call it evil. <laughs> it's happening all, all every time you turn the television on today. It's a defiant of God's word, but you can never take. An unclean and expect to get something clean out of it. The only way that's going to happen if a person is born again. He could take, but you, you see the thing, when I, you, you, you're not really taking unclean, you're being changed, you're being cleansed. You're not taking the uncleanness and making it clean, right? You're taking uncleanness out of the way. And that's what salvation is. You're born again, that old life has died. It's gone. I, I've died 40 something years ago. When I look in that picture, and I do it quite often, me and Jansen was just married. I mean, young, slim, healthy. She was good looking. <laughs> I tell people, I, talk, I look like I come from the mob, man. From the, from the, I belong in the mafia. From my long. <laughs> but anyway, that person died. <laughs> people blame you for the past a lot of time, but I tell people, if you want to go find that person that did, he, I buried him. He died. He's in, he's in, 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 in uh, Baipotar somewhere or, or uh, Chafalaya River. He's buried. He's gone. He died. He's not this, I'm not responsible for what he done. He ain't, he's dead. I'm alive. I've been cleansed. The old man has died, right? But God didn't save me and left me with my sin. That ain't going to happen. He changed me. Somebody say, if I haven't changed, somebody say, if I haven't changed, I'm not safe. You have to change. You're cleansed. You're washed. Listen, things I would have done when I was lost, when, if I could get away with it, hallelujah. It didn't bother me, but now. Remember I said it last week when I said, there's pleasure in sin, but for a Christian, there's no pleasure in it because you're going to be miserable if you try it. It's a whole different a whole different view. Because before you didn't think you have to answer to God, but now you know. And believe me, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Better you don't know than you leave this building and do nothing with it. It's like a dog going back to his own vomit. You ever saw a dog go turn eat? That's, that's disgusting. That's what it is for a person that has heard the gospel and has known and accepted him and turn and go back. A dog eating his own vomit again. You can't get no load in that. But to know the truth and to do nothing with it. Listen, you're not responsible to me for the truth. You're responsible to the Lord. Right? Come on, Jesus. I didn't cleanse you. I'm cleansing myself. I'm, I'm, I'm in the cleansing process myself. I got some Holy Ghost soap rubbing all over me every day. <laughs> 
I'm scrubbing, man. Scrubbing that old, that old flesh off. <laughs> My wife's always a good girl. I said, you know what? Castor Rock can do a... <laughs> you remember I told you? <laughs> I said, one day I was trying to... I wanted to, you know, <laughs> cleanse myself. And I got some castor oil. Oh, my. Listen. But when I took it, it was ransom on top of that. <laughs> my God. Hallelujah. I didn't think they could make something taste bad like that, man. But I tell you what. When it came out, I was cleansed, man. <laughs> oh, 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 look. <laughs> Lord, man, you talk about some horrible, bro. Oh, so it's bad enough to take it, not being ransomed, but take it and ransom on top of it. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would hope it wouldn't take some out in there and need it. <laughs> Seriously. Spiritual castor oil. Cleanse me, Lord. Cleanse me. You ever went through a, a week without, you know, using the restroom and, and functioning like you, and all of a sudden, man, you get cleansed and everything got, oh, it's like 50 pounds just fell off. <laughs> you just better stay in your bathroom. <laughs> you, better not, you better not run far. Because <laughs> you got a lot of cleansing, hallelujah. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's what it's like. God's spiritual castor oil. It goes and all tastes good. Because believe me, when God rebukes you, I, I don't like it. <laughs> when God tells you, and it's like tasting, but when it goes inside, it's sweet, it's in your mouth, sweet like honey. You remember the Bible said about in the book of uh, Revelation? John. Yeah, John said, he said, he told John to eat that little book. It was bitter in his mouth, but in his, it, it, that's what the word does. It don't always taste good like we want it to, but when it goes down, brother, sisters, Oh, I feel like when God touches me and he cleanses me, I feel like a brand new, brand new. I feel born again, born again. <laughs> I feel like I could take on the devil and, and 50 Godzillas if I had a chance. <laughs> Man, oh, that feels good. When I wake up from that, when I get up from my, from, my, from my time of prayer and I know God has spoken, I feel energized. Listen, I feel faith. I feel, I feel like I can fight this battle, Right? But if I just let that old stuff sluggish stay inside of me, my Lord, I'm preaching to you. If I let that old stuff kagu and block me and, you know, without taking that old castor oil system, <laughs> spiritual castor oil, I'm going to feel ill. I'm going to feel sluggish. I'm going to feel over. That's what faith, that's what, you know, if you let unbelief stay in you, that's what unbelief's like. You're trying to believe God. I told that dear lady last night, y'all, and I'm almost finished. She said, I, I really try, but I really try. I said, don't give up. Don't let faith go. Out of all you're going through, if you let that go, the devil will destroy you. I, I, I hated Brother Lawrence to tell him that anyway. I could have been nice about it, but that's about the best thing I could tell her. Is that if faith is not there, Satan will destroy you. And faith causes you to be cleansed. It causes you to see God. It causes you to draw close to the Lord. Faith rises up. Faith moves your spirit. Faith gives you hope. And it knows that if, no matter what happens in this world, no matter what the government's going to do, if, we, if America falls tomorrow, I'm still going to be saved. Come on, Jesus. Because I ain't put my faith in man. I ain't put it in a system. I ain't put it in a religion. I put it in Jesus. Come on, praise God. Y'all get excited. I put it in Jesus. My faith's not in what we see out there. My faith is in Jesus, praise God. Because you can believe me, it's fixing to come down. That we, our freedoms and all that stuff we enjoy. But if I don't let that, I don't let my faith in Jesus Go, that's, I'm going to make it. I'm, a, I'm cleansed. I'm washed. Somebody say amen. amen. Leviticus 10 says, and I'm just paraphrasing because I couldn't write, that you may put a difference between holy and unholy. You know what that means? You, 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 you. You have to make a decision what is right, what is unclean, and what is clean. What is holy and what's not holy. 
See, I can't go to your house and say, well, look, this is what you got to do, blah, 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 blah. You have to get up tomorrow morning, go to work, or go do what you have to do. And you have to look at the life that way. And you got to ask yourself, what is holy and what is not holy? And then people say, well, that sounds like a bondage. It's not bondage. Because I'd rather go in a nice, cool river than a hot, burning furnace, right? And what I mean is that if I'm walking and I see a, a building on fire and I see a, a cool river flowing, I'm going to jump in the river, me. See, i got to make a decision. What is holy and what is unholy? What is hot and what is cool? What is, you know, you do that every day. See, you know, I'm not saying, well, just write you a bunch of lists and say, no, well, let me, let me. It's, it's, it's what, a lot of times that happens when you're not waiting for it. A lot of times you're going to come to a situation where you're going to meet and say, wait a minute, this ain't right. Or you're going to say, this is God. You know what I'm saying? You, you're discerning between holy and unholy. You'll be discerning between life and death, really. I'm going to give you blunt with you. The Bible says you choose. This day, you can choose life or death. Choose life. Because one day, if you do that, you're not going to struggle, struggle anymore. Because you're going to be with Jesus. And we won't have that battle anymore. Because all we're going to know is good. In heaven, all that's going to be is just. And nobody will have to, nobody have to tell you. You, you just be with Jesus. You know what? You, you, you cleanse. You're washed. You're with the Lord. You know, I've done a few funerals, and I'll be honest with you. I've done some. I, I, I said, they, they're in hell today. Well, you, you're not the judge. No, I just look at, examine what I considered unclean. Now, they could have made it right before they've gone. I don't know. That's their business. But to know, if they, they, they didn't repent. But I've, I've done some Christian ones. And I said, they're in they're in a better place. They would, if we can say they're in a better place, we mean it. Because they serve the Lord. You can see their, 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 their demeans and, their, and their, their attitude and how they presented themselves, how they, they talked about Jesus and loved the Lord. And you can see that you didn't have to push them to do something for the Lord. They was always there. They always had that, that mindset of, I want to serve Jesus with my life. I, I like preaching funerals like that. I had one person that... I was asked to preach a funeral. I'm almost finished. Where he shot him. He got, he got shot through a drug deal. And I'm not going to tell you who he is. But anyway, he, I'm sitting there and, and, and the Holy Ghost came on me. You know what I said, Brother Lawrence? I said, I can't preach this man into heaven. I can't preach him out of hell. One lady got mad. Oh, no, he's in heaven. He died being shot because he was pushing drugs or involved with drug dealing. I said, I am not God. I am not God. You have to make that decision yourself. Right? A preacher doesn't decide if somebody's going to heaven or not. A priest don't decide. A rabbi don't decide. Anybody in some kind of leadership of a, of a of they, they, they don't decide that. You do. But I thought you could talk to God for him and he let me in. <laughs> I got news for you. They can work that way. I pray with you. But God don't move because I make deals with God for you. Because they got people right now trying to, trying to sell, sell them by their way into heaven. Oh, I'll give money. I'll do this. I'll, 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 that ain't going to work. Or you can, put, you can put all the money you want. If you're unclean, you're unclean. Boy, <laughs> I know this ain't a fun message, but I need it. <laughs> if you don't want it, I want it. But I, I want it. I want to know. When I get to heaven and I get before the Lord, I want to be clean, brother. And I can't say, well, Lord... The preacher said, if I do this, I want to be clean. If I do such a certain way and act a certain way, I, I want to be clean. I want to get before the Lord and hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Come into the joy of the Lord. He wants us to define what's unclean and clean, holy and what's uh, unholy. 
There's a passage in Ezekiel, you don't have to turn there. And they shall teach my people the difference, talking about the priests of the Old Testament, but today would be the modern day preacher, okay? Teach my people between holy and profane. To teach my people what is holy and unholy, right? It also says in Ezekiel 22, the priests having put to know the difference between unholy and holy. The preachers are telling you. There are preachers that are preaching the gospel. Telling you, if you're in an adulterous affair or homosexual affair, if you're, if you, if you're, you're, into, you're, you're a drunkard or if, you, if you're doing you know, things that are ungodly, you're unclean. It's wrong. It's sin. Now, I can write a new Bible if you want. And we could get everybody singing the songs of Jesus going straight to hell. We can make a, I didn't write this. <laughs> Listen to me. I didn't put nothing in this book. I'm only reading you what it says, right? And it's sad to say, in, in the most, a lot of churches, people don't give a flip of what the preacher has to say or what the Bible says. They just want to believe they're all right just like they are. They're not. If you're born again, you're going to heaven. You hear me? If you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and ask him to cleanse your life from all your sin, you're going to heaven. But if you didn't, now a lot of people do it and they, they, they don't mean it. A lot of people do it and they're not changed. You have to change. You, listen, if Jesus is coming to live in your life, don't tell me there's not going to be a change, brother. The king of all the universe, he's going to come live in your life and there won't be a change? Yes, there'll be. I'm going to ask you one more question. Well, let me, let me read. Let me paraphrase this for you. In 2 Corinthians 7, 1, it says this. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh. Now, Paul is saying this. He says, you got, listen, God makes a way. We're going to cleanse ourselves. It's resisting the flesh of what it wants and allowing Jesus to come and wash you. You get what I'm saying? The cleansing method is the word of God. The cleansing is the water of the word of God. So that has to be, that has to come in your life. Listen, I'm learning something just about every day. Like I said, I'll never stop learning. I'll never stop. This, this book is going to outlive me. <laughs> it is still the gospel. It has never changed. God has never changed his mind about sin. He's never changed his mind about cleanliness or uncleanliness. It's still the only difference is the power of the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Somebody say, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. I've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. I've been made right through the blood of Jesus. That's, that's what makes the difference. Well, I still have bad thoughts to tell Lord, change, take them away from you. Cleanse me from every evil way. I still do sometimes. I got to say, Lord, clear my mind. To take everything, you know, that's not right. And you know you're going to do that till he comes back. Because as much as we don't want to admit it, we got a lot of cleansing <laughs> to go through. <laughs> but we're on the right road, right? We're on the right track. Ray, you work with a train company. What does a train? What does a train do most of the time? <laughs> what? Right. But it'll go for maybe hundreds of miles and never leave that track. <laughs> it'll turn around and come back and it'll follow the same track. You know, you can't put it on a blacktop, right? <laughs> on a gravel road, you can't take the train off and drive it down. Ambassador Caffrey, <laughs> it's got to stay on the track one way. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You, listen, if you're on a road, you can ride a, a, a four-wheeler, you can ride a truck, a boat, or whatever, motorcycle and stuff. But for a train, it's the only vehicle you, you cannot take. <laughs> It has to stay on the track, right? They build machines. You can go through the swamp with that buggies and all kinds. You can't do that with a train. 
It's got to stay where, you, where it's put. And all of its life, it's going to stay on that track. Come on, somebody. Can't put no mud tires on it and go ride it. <laughs> you can't. All its life. And Rick will tell you that. When it's retired, they back it up. They put it in a, a, a train graveyard. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> but all its life. That train might run for 100 years. It's still going to still stay on that track. Because that's, what it's, that's where it's supposed to be. Right? You know, I, I remember a proverb. I'm finished. And it's years ago. I got to look it up. I've read it in a long time. It says, you know, when a snake passes somewhere on the ground. No, seriously. On some rocks. It, no, no. What I'm saying is that. No, not even that. You can't say a snake passed there. You know what I'm saying? You know it, it did. It doesn't leave a track. You, you can't look at some rocks and say a snake passed there yesterday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Like a ship. A ship goes in the ocean. It passes. After a few minutes, you don't know a ship had passed there. Right? Come on. You know, a ship is never meant to stay in the harbor, no matter how pretty it is, right? It's meant to take the wave. <laughs> see, people might look at your life and say, well, I don't see nothing different about you. Well, listen, I'm a Christian. I'm going forward. You might not see, you might not see where I pass, but as long as I'm going forward. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. 